There are certain moments and words that shaped a new era in pro wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Brett screwed Brett. Die, Rocky, die. Introducing the Book of Wrestling, 25 catchphrases that explain the Attitude Era. Tune in as we relive one of the most exciting, intense, and over-the-top times in WWE with new interviews with the voices that made the promos, calls, and catchphrases into history. Listen now. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Peter Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't have any time to waste. I can't even play. I can't play either intro today because we have. No, I can't. I can't. There's just too much, too much to get to as we join you on this uh, post WrestleMania edition of the cheap heat podcast i'll start out by going to philadelphia and welcoming back home the physically probably tired stack guy greg oh yeah we were going and going um, going and going <laughs> and going when did you get back i got back on monday but still you know after after a weekend like we had two nights of the the most stupendous wrestlemania ever it was a lot. Coupled with some interviews, me and Dip got to step into a WWE ring for the first time ever. I mean, it was my first time. I don't know if it was Dip's first no, time. No, no, Dip, my, my second time. Dip's second time. Dip's my second first time. time the, our first time ever together in a WWE right. ring. It was. It's uh, like riding a bicycle, really. <laughs> after, and, after you get that first go through the ropes. Yeah, I can see man, that. You were rolling. Uh, although Dip did go under the middle rope which was know, sort of a disgrace yeah. <laughs> but the, I, when i left i went over the second okay good you gotta go over. yeah yeah you gotta well, go i gotta over. tell you my it, you know it, it really it hit my puppet on the way out you gotta watch out for that uh <laughs> yeah. that without any further without any further ado joining us with his puppet from los angeles 35 under 35 for not much longer <laughs> dipperstein how are you <laughs> my my trip started out with a very turbulent descent into Dallas, mm-hmm. and then it ended with a very turbulent descent into Los Angeles. I, I think these pilots need to work on their descending. I got to tell you, it's it's insane. the The flying process is so bad, I, and and God forbid, God forbid, you're taking a flight in which one airline is operating a flight for another airline. Well, then <sighs> forget. Forget trying to, to check in. 
but they're both oh. just confused. They're sending you back and forth. No, no, you can't come to us. You got to go to them. Well, don't come to us. No, you got to go to them. JetBlue's blaming American. Americans blaming JetBlue. Let's just be honest. Unless you're flying a private plane, you are a peasant. We are all in the yeah. same boat. We are all jabronis. Different levels of jabronis. You know, like first class jabroni. That's where you want to be. It's a great place to be. Yeah, absolutely. But I got to be honest. If you have to go stand in the bus terminals that we call airports and wait around for hours on end to get onto that flying greyhound in the sky it's just a it's a my seat was so small on the way back natalie and i went to the bathroom at one point at the same time we got up at the same time when we went to the back of the plane to try to get our our respective restrooms there's no room for people to get by you. You're leaning your crotch into people's faces. It's insanity yeah. what they do. They, they treat us. It's inhumane. I noticed that, though. I noticed that, that the aisles are smaller. I don't know if it's just because I'm more physically large well, I, or that the aisles well, actually are smaller. What's well, funny uh, you say that. You're very large. I got news. For, I, got, I want to tell you, though. Have, uh, I don't know if you flew American either way, but that, now I did both ways. a snack. The corn. This this corn gimmick? What corn? What what? I didn't get the crunchy corn? corn. I didn't get crunchy Instead corn. Of, I got the cookies. I, mean, it's, it's, I got the little. I got the little biscuits. Yeah, you need the. You cookies. got cookies. I, I, I got the little. I got, the little. I got, the little biscuits. I got dried out corn kernels. Okay. And and <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. That's right. You and think then, and you then, know someone? Yeah, yeah. And they used to now. They used to pour the 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 Canada Dry into the cup. Now they just give you the 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 warm. Uh, no ice. Uh, can a warm it's not can. Chilled? No ice. It's a little it? tiny bit of ice. I'm struggling to keep the ice going. The whole can. You know what? It was a. It was a nightmare. I keep. I keep having the same thing. It, my life keeps repeating itself. Every flight I fly, coach. I go next time. I don't care what the price is. I'm getting first <laughs> class. Then I look at the flight and it's like uh, economy two seventy nine. First class, $3,800. And I go, all right, one more time. I'll do a comment. <laughs> yeah, and then I get on and I go, never again. This is a nightmare. But you know what you got to do, though? You got to check when you're checking in to see if they have any first class. Oh, I always, come on. Seats. SGG, what do I look like? I'm, okay. I'm trying every time if I can. But yeah, um, yeah right, we, before, always, we always ask the questions. Yeah, you got. I'm always asking. Uh, before we jump into our big um, breakdown, I wanted to bring my friend Surat onto the show. Uh, Surat Tan, who's a not only a gentleman and a scholar, but he's also the man at WWE. He's a co costume designer extraordinaire. There are others as well, but Surat does a lot of your favorite costumes you see in WWE, designs them himself by hand. We'll ask him which ones he did this past weekend. And uh, he's actually currently working with the sneaker company, Diodora and Foot Locker and Champs to create a B-Seen sneaker dedicated to autism awareness and acceptance this is the second pair that you've put out Surat. congratulations i know the first one uh, sold out immediately so where is this dropping what's the details on this sneaker so uh the sneaker i actually have right here oh okay and it's actually dropping uh on footlocker.com and champsports.com april 13th oh and It'll also, for the first time ever, it'll actually be available in stores. So you can actually Ooh. go in the stores on the shelf and pick it up. That's a beautiful sneaker. Thank you. It's a, yeah, it's it's, a nice looking shoe. Thank I, gotta, you. I, must, I must say. Last year, we went with like the black and white motif. This year, I wanted to go with wild colors. I really wanted to use uh, tie-dye. And uh, the one of the cool things about this shoe is uh, on the tongues, it says, uh, 
awareness and acceptance and going with the whole be seen uh, uh, motif. Those are actually glow in the dark. So, wow. Awesome. No matter what time of day, you know, the autistic, the autistic community, you know, they deserve to be seen. They shouldn't be in the background. They need to be at the forefront, just like everyone else. That is a that is a beautiful thing, Surat. So that's so that's coming um, in the coming days, and everyone can can get a hold of that. Now, Surat, while we have you on, though, yeah, um, we wanted to, of course, spread the word for that amazing cause. But also, I just thought it'd be interesting for people to hear a little bit about what you do, because you know, um, when you're within WWE, Surat is such a you're such a critical part. I mean, every you interact with everybody. Um, I sold your button on. Was what he, he sewed. He's a oh, dip. He sewed my button the other day. My button was coming off. You, you know what? Which, a tux, button? Which button? My, my tuxedo button, the top button that, ah. that I would use to button was f- coming off. There's nothing worse than when that tuxedo button is just oh, flailing and flapping it was around. It's the scariest yeah. thing in the world. <laughs> it was it was it was literally hanging on by a thread. So while yeah. Surat is literally busy, while he's busy doing like major costumes, I'm like, hey, do you just mind sewing this button for me real quick? And uh, he knocked it out in 30 seconds for me. But Surat, who did you um, who did you design this past weekend? Uh, so I did I did Sasha's gear, uh, Seth Rollins, the Usos. Um, I had a hand in uh, doing Johnny Knoxville's gear. I worked with his uh, stylist or nice stylist. I worked with his uh, people helping together his gear. I worked with Logan Paul's people helping put together oh, his gear. That was phenomenal. Logan Paul had the best gear. Hey, he had the best gear yeah. of the weekend confirmed. It yeah. looked mage. You can't, it turned out great. It, I, when we I saw was hoping him, you were going to say Logan Paul. When we saw him in it for the first time, I was like, this dude looks like an action figure. Like It was, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it really did. It worked. So he immediately, the gear and his, and honestly, his body type and the shape that he's in, yeah. he looked like a wrestler. You're like, oh, this is legit. This works. Yeah. So he, when we, uh, when he came up to us the first time we were talking over gear, I asked him, I was like, hey, what do you want to do? I, I thought he was going to go with like his boxing look from, you know, from what he was doing. Uh, mm-hmm. But he was like, no, he goes, I mean, he goes, I want to go, I want to go full on wrestling. You know, he's like, he's always had this dream of jumping off the top rope. So when he said full on wrestling, I was like, all right, let's go. And then he said, you know, his favorite color is yellow. It's one of my favorite colors. So I was, I was game for whatever we could come up with. Uh, was he the last one? Did you get through all of them? Uh, let's see who I'm trying to, I'm trying to, it's, it's still a blur. Like, it's still like, I, I'm still like, I'm not even recovered from that week. So, so how does it work? So how, how does it work, by the way? Like, do you work, are you a, a WWE employee and then people ask you for extra work or do people pay you to do their gear? Like, how does your job actually work? I'm, well, I'm a, I'm an independent contractor. Okay. And uh, I, I'm contracted by WWE to be a backstage seamstress and we take care of whatever is needed for the show that day. You know, if we need a, a, a skirt that has to go around a stand for the King of the Ring throne, that's what we make. If we need, you know, we need adjustments on bunny costumes or a, a Santa costume, that's what we take care of. And then, you know, elements for the show, that takes priority over everything. After that, you know, because we're backstage and we're there all the time, wrestlers can come up to us and inquire about making gear. And that's com- that's something completely separate. Did you, who was the first person you made gear for? When did it become a thing? I, is it safe to assume it was Sasha or was it someone else? Myself. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, we should start there. You were okay. also a wrestler yourself, yeah. of course. I, so t- I started training to be a wrestler in 2000 when I was a senior in high school. 
And I back then the, the Hardy Boys were huge. I used to watch that Leap of Faith VHS all the time. And back then Matt made his own gear. So I was like, you know what? I need gear. So I took a sewing class. They taught me how to use a machine. And I just started teaching myself how to work on gear. And every time I came up with something new and I figured out how to do it, I would tell people, hey, I know how to make this now. And then I would slowly just start selling stuff to independent wrestlers at shows. And then once uh, my wife got signed to WWE, uh, I quit my job back home, moved to Florida, had nothing to do. So I was making her gear. And I want to say the first person that at NXT or back then when, when it was FCW that came to me was, I want to say, Percy Watson. Okay. Oh, I, I remember Percy, young Percy Watson. Sure. I want to say it was Percy Watson, then Mojo. And then it just it snowballed to the point that, you know, I wasn't contracted by WWE, <clears throat> but I was doing about 50% of the NXT roster. Wow. Yeah. And then eventually they just said, hey, do you want to come on board? Well, um, WrestleMania in 2015 in Santa Clara, uh, back then, uh, Mark Carano and Hunter pulled me aside and told me that they needed help for WrestleMania that year. So they asked me to come in and help out for two months. So I did. And then when that two months was up, they're like, hey, we want to extend you another year. It's like, all right, cool. I'm down. And then six months later, hey, we want to extend you three years. And I've, I've been there since. Now, how do you how do you manage if if your wife needs gear for a big event and you also have every, you know three other superstars on your neck everyone needs their stuff how do you manage to take care of everyone and never get yourself in trouble with your wife because if sasha gets it and is like yo man you cut corners because you had to hurry up and get to seth rollins well so like <laughs> The, the the good the, the good thing about that is she understands like, like how much how under the gun I am so I can go up to last minute with her so if I can I sometimes I hold her off and do and do hers last because she knows that if she gets it you know an hour and a half before showtime that that's she's yeah. gonna be fine yeah 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 and you're not gonna mess up like her sizing there's nothing you're gonna worry about that's an interesting point whereas like if it's Seth he could get more nervous. You know, like yes. your, your wife can trust you even more that you're going yes. to be fine if I mean, even if it's last. Yeah. For example, like mania this year, she got her stuff. I finished it five o'clock Sunday. Oh, wow. Uh, and I saw pieces of it. It looked almost done when I saw it on Saturday. Yeah. So but so I was it was almost done and I was finishing it up. But like, you know, you got to give time for the for the glue on the rhinestones to to dry so that she can oh put it on. I'm, I'm doing that. He's gluing and gluing. So, <laughs> yeah. so I'm, sitting, I'm sitting there working on her. her Because every, again, every rhinestone's put on one at a time. So if you see how she sparkles, like you got that's tedious work. But I'm doing that. Then all of a sudden I get pulled aside and say, hey, we need a, we need a thong for Pontius. So, okay, I got to stop that. You made the Pontius um, thong? Yes. I made the Pontius <laughs> thong. Like, okay, we, we also need a pair of tearaway pants for Pontius. So they brought us some sweatpants and we had one of the other ladies put together a pair of tearaway Adidas pants for Pontius. So we're trying to do the gear stuff, but then that's the stuff that's needed for the show and that's priority. So we have to jump on that. And then I got to come back and scramble and finish everything else that's going on. Now you're a I huge part of this show. Quick. I got to tell you. Yeah. Huge. Thank yeah, you. Sure. Thank I, mean, I, I, I hope my hard work is appreciated. It is. It is. I know. I know a lot <laughs> I, of people I want, I want people to, to look at some of the gear I've made the same way I look at like Shawn Michaels in the mirrors in all white WrestleMania 12 or the Rey Mysterio Halloween Havoc gear. Like I want people to remember some of the stuff I made, like the way I remember that stuff. Yeah. I want to ask you too, what was your inspiration for Seth's gear 
at WrestleMania this year because I saw a lot of people buzzing about it. And you just mentioned you want to do some unforgettable gear. I think I think you nailed it with his. People are still talking about it to this day. So but I just want to know where it came from. My pitch to Seth was it was right after Rumble. He walked back after Rumble, and I walked up to him. I said, "Hey, yo, for WrestleMania, I want you to walk out, and I want people to go." The hell is he wearing a wedding dress? And that he was like, okay, I see. He goes, I see where you're going. And then we were good. We were leaning towards white lace for a while, but then things changed and he found out who he was going to be working. So we switched it to black. And then initially it was going to be, uh, he was walking into WrestleMania, not knowing uh, if he was going to have a match or not. So I was like, okay, let's do black lace on black, almost like you're mourning the loss of your WrestleMania opportunity. And then everything's changed. And they're like, oh, no, no, he's actually going to know that he's going to have a match. I was like, all right. So we're like, let's go. Let's inject some color into it. But yeah, I really I really wanted to do something with lace for a while. And then I found this picture of Prince that I really liked. So I showed him that picture of Prince. And he's like, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah let's let's do it. So oh my it, God. did you you... Did, did you do Carmella stuff this weekend or no? No, I didn't. When I saw her, when I saw her with the uh, with the white lace, you know, the wedding dress look, I was like, oh, a good thing I didn't do white lace for Seth. But. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say exactly. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Deb. Do you make uh, custom suits for agents in Hollywood? Well, I wish <laughs> I knew how to tailor suits, but that's that's a skill set that I have like no idea. I'm literally like, really. I'm just I I I get it. I tell people all the time. I'm not necessarily. I don't necessarily know how to do like ex the the exact way or the 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 right way to do things it's just all i'm self-taught everything i have everything i know about making wrestling gear i'm just completely self-taught i just picked up taught myself how to do it i would buy a, a jacket from like plato's closet take it apart and then figure out how to put it back together and then that's how i would learn to do things so I just I, I bet you I can love, make a pretty nice suit I, mean, I, I think, I, so I think you would too i i just love the story i love your story Surat, because you know listen wrestling is a very hard business to get in and everyone finds different things. And, you know, generally when you turn on the TV and you see a ref, uh, a ring announcer, a seamstress, what most everyone wanted to be in the ring at some point. Yeah. And like a lot of careers, that's just not going to end up being possible for everyone. So the fact that you were able to adapt it and still be such an important part of this business that you love so much. Uh, I just think it's an awesome inspirational story. Um, where one more time, tell people where they can find this Diodora collab. All right. So the Diodora shoe will be available at footlocker.com, champsports.com, and in store at Footlocker and Champ Stores on April 13th, uh, celebrating Autism Awareness Month. Uh, as part of the program, we are donating $25,000 to the Flutie Foundation for Autism. So, yeah, it's just. And that's one week from today. Yeah, they could find 13th. it on line or in stores at Foot Locker and Champs. And, 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 and if for, you're and online, what do you search to, to get the shoe, to go directly to it? So go to footlocker.com or champsports.com and type in Deodora, uh, Deodora X Surat or Deodora Autism. And it should okay. pop up. Or Deodora Be Seen. The, the, the name of the shoe is Be Seen. But quickly for all the, uh, if any autistic families are tuning into the, uh, the program right now, one of the key elements of this shoe is this year we did an adaptive shoelace because so my brother-in-law is autistic. And one thing I noticed is he doesn't like to tie his shoes. So once you tie your shoe, this actually bungees and you'll be able to slip your foot in and out without having to. Ooh, so that's fire. I actually just really like that because it's convenient and awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It makes um, you really, really comfortable. That's so, Rod, 
congrats on this and uh, a great WrestleMania. All your gear is fantastic. And uh, thank you. Thank I guess I'll, I think I'll see you in Providence in May. Hey, that's 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 my that's my New England. You're up. That's I, your stomping ground. Yeah, you and I saw the Boston Red Sox mug. I was like, uh, do yep. you want to continue this interview with this guy? Listen, listen <laughs> I all boss, all Massachusetts teams. That's that's all I'm about. So if you got a problem with the Patriots, the Red Sox, the Bruins, Revolution, whatever. Please. Don't leave the Celtics out. It's the only one I root for. Celtics. <laughs> they're, they're number two in the East right now. Yeah. There you go. We're making moves right now. All right, Sirach, congrats, man. Thanks for making time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There he is, Surat Tan, everyone. Um, check out his... That was a great guy. I love that. These are the unsung heroes of wrestling. It yeah. is, it is. It's and true. it's like, it's like you no, know... Well, Dip, Dip, Dip had a moment at the show where I know you became obsessed with being... Because the seats you were in, you became obsessed with watching the cameramen and how hard they work. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. I that was... The, look, I've been th very th fortunate now for the last several years to be sitting very close to the ring. Only one other time did I sit by um, the. I was sitting in the, the uh, mainly the, um, the for night two for the majority of the time by the ring entrance by the by, by the, the ramp rail, mm -hmm. by the ramp, and uh, I noticed how hard these guys work, these cameramen, and I couldn't believe they're sweating and moving around <sighs> the entire time. They're running with the cord. They're changing the camera. They're they're tightening their belt. I mean, it was the most stressful thing I've ever seen. And they they and, have to uh, be in position because when, like for example, when Austin's oh, music God. hits, they don't want to be turning up the aisle. They want to be there already. Oh no! Like they will, they would never make that mistake. I will tell you right now <laughs> from observing them, there's never. no mistakes. Yeah. Very, very rarely is there a mistake. It seems they like. were. Um, it was awesome. They're they're a very impressive bunch. Um, the main guy I didn't get his name, but we made eye contact a few times. <laughs> and I, we did a little bit. I did a little bit with this guy. He is a great guy. I don't know what his name is, but he's. But like he was a great guy. guy. Yeah, he's shorter than the other guy. He's got gray hair. He is a great guy. I mean, an unbelievably talented person. So shout out to him. Shout out to Surratt, too. That was a major conversation. Yeah, um, it was really yes. fascinating. Oh, I'm glad you guys uh, dug it. And by the way, I wonder um, what it's like. I wonder what he's what it's like for him to be the uh, being married to Sasha Banks, the envy of every wrestling fan on earth. <laughs> like every yes. fan who's in love with all the, the greatest women who've ever. And she, as we saw again this weekend, Sasha in ring, just truly, truly awesome. Big weekend for her. And Naomi, I actually it's one of the that was one of the. You know, we'll start here as we break down the WrestleMania weekend. That was one of the many little pieces that made it a fantastic two days. I've been rewatching the last couple of days because obviously when I'm at the show, I'm I'm only half watching and, and the rest kind of walk. It's a lot going on for around. a guy like you. There's a lot going on. That's true, SGJ. There's a lot. I, I'm moving around. The, the kickoff show ends. It was two hours each day, no matches. So I'm actually pretty worn out. I lost my voice. Um, first time I've lost my voice in a while when I got back on Monday because 
we were doing the show live outside in front of a crowd, so I'm also competing with the crowd, so you naturally lose your voice a bit. Then we but apologize then, because we started a couple of Peter Rosenberg. Oh, things. no, please. You, you guys were there day one where the crowd was great. It was day two that people were annoying. Um, but then so and then so then, for example, on night two, when I leave to, to head back into the arena, by the time I got there, I missed Triple H, for example, like I, I, I missed it. So I cried I, confirmed. I cried. So, yeah. so I had to go back and watch that yesterday. And so in going through many of the last couple of days and I've been thoroughly enjoying it. You know, the women's tag match stood out. The men's tag match, uh, SGG, that you mentioned me the other day, that opened night two, phenomenal. Excellent. An abs- and those, frankly, are the little things that when I look back at other matches that I love in history, I mean, other manias that I love, like WrestleMania three, which everyone knows my favorite. We always talk about the big matches. Yeah. But I actually love so many of the less important matches. Like, I, I love JYD and Harley Race. I love the Can-Am Connection match. I love Coco Beware and Butch Reed. I love the six-man tag with the uh, Hart Foundation and Danny Davis. Like, all these other little things that weren't nearly as prominent come together to make it a great WrestleMania or not. When you look at the bad ones, guys. They're one-match the, the, cards. They're one or two-match cards, and the others... A, the stories aren't very big, but then even worse than that, the matches aren't very good because a couple of these matches didn't have great stories. I would hardly say that Omos and Bobby Lashley is some great story, but when it played out, it was the right setup. It was a great matchup yeah. for them, and it ended up being effective. So uh, the the women's tag match, congratulations to Naomi and Sasha, who I think really do work together well in that they both kind of need something they have a history that you can go on going all the way back to team bad many years ago um it gives them both meaning something impactful i frankly i think the titles probably will mean more on sasha banks and naomi than they meant um on carmella and queen Zelina, who did the job getting us there but i don't think it i i think this will be a more impactful women's title run just a small piece of one of the things that made it good but um sgg i know you I felt very strongly that this was a top tier wrestlemania I did, and and for the re- same reason that you love WrestleMania three, I think is the it's that's why what pushes this mania into the top tier for me, because um, it's not just about that big main event match, right? It, this is a WrestleMania that had a lot of great matches and great moments threaded throughout the whole thing. You think about the Stone Cold Kevin Owens interaction that we didn't know what it was going to be, ended up being a match, and it ended up being a match that Stone Cold did not half ass at all like they went full tilt they were brawling in the crowd he took a suplex on the concrete um it had that fun moment where kevin owens couldn't start the atv and then stone cold sort of held him hostage took him for a ride um and it ended up being stone cold's return match after 19 years and then the next night we get a vince mcmahon (laughs) return match after i don't remember how long he's been out but you know it was teased they slotted in Austin Theory. People sort of cooled off on the idea that Vince McMahon would actually wrestle. And then he did. And then, you know, that that's just in there with a Cody return, Triple H's goodbye, um, the greatest Hall of Fame class ever, I think. And those are those are those were just the accoutrements on what they sold us on as the biggest WrestleMania match ever, um, Brock Roman. And that says nothing about Bianca's match and um, her win over Becky Lynch and other matches. So I think 
I think yeah, when you put when you put them all together, this bumps this WrestleMania up into the top tier. Um, for me, I would say in top one, which was really just like recency bias and and riding the high of the moment. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ease back. I'm gonna jump into our branding a bit and say top tier because there are some other top tier WrestleManias that that um. Well, and you need time. To. You really do need do. time to you know do. where you're gonna end up thinking that it is. You, you know, but but I agree with you. I came away feeling this was top tier. Dip. I mean, there's no question. I had a great weekend through and through. <laughs> Not only did I have a great time at both nights of WrestleMania with the with a mage crew of, you know, Smoke Dizza and Natalie and Errol Helwani, who I met for the first time this weekend. Great <laughs> guy. He's a great guy. And um, and I want to be clear. I, I apparently at one point said he might be a great guy. I, no, he seemed, he seemed I said he like seems a like guy. a great guy. He seems like a good, he he's actually a a great guy. Top tier, yeah, top tier of great guys. A great guy. Oh well, you hold know. on. The CSUG you just went too far. Top tier of great guys. He's a great guy. He's not Big E. Okay, let's let's all I mean, everyone okay. settled that you got to again he's recency bias. The, he's also in the top tier. He's no also listen in the top recency tier. bias. You you saw Ariel this weekend and you had a great time with him and he's fantastic and you immediately go putting him in the top tier. With when when there's guys like Big E and and, and Kofi in the top tier, I, I don't I'm not there. I'm not in the top tier. I, I I'll think put you, it you're in the way. top tier of my great guys. Well, thank you, thank you. The, I mean, same with me. Same. I'll put it to this way: the man knows a lot about wrestling. He knows way more about MMA. You oh want to talk about something with this guy that he knows a lot about? What? Passover. Okay? Oh yeah. This guy is going and going. Probably is having the seder of the cinch. Probably two seders, I would say. That you know, uh, you know, we, oh, he, we I, bonded I over he, our love. I think he's probably a two seder guy. Yeah, I think a two seder guy. We talked about Haroset. This man's putting dates in his Haroset. I, I, I've never even thought of such a accoutrement to my Erosa. Dates? That's a, well, he's Sephardic. Yeah. I, I got to say, Dipperstein, I've never had a Sephardic Haroset in my life. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, what, that's what Jewish JR says when, the food, when, when he starts seeing the Haroset. You know what J, Jewish JR says when the Haroset comes out at Passover? Business is picking up, Ima and Abba. The Haroset is on the table. You could use this haroset to legitimately put things together like mortar the way they did our people did in Egypt. <laughs> now, if Ariel's what youngest a, a child finds the afikomen, I'll give him $20 American. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wouldn't you love to spend Passover with Jewish JR? Oh, I love Jewish JR. He's a he's great a, guy. He's also a great guy. Speaking of great guys, Sam Roberts was a great all-star this weekend as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a great oh, time yeah. hanging with him. Great time with what Sammy Brand. Had. Yeah, we, we had, had we did. Crew. We had a really great crew. Um, you know, we saw MVP over and over again, which was awesome. We, Always getting to kick I it with him. I finally met West Side Gun. You met West Side Gun. I, I didn't even see West Side. I saw you know where they, I saw West Side Gun? I saw him across the aisle at WrestleMania. That's it. Did you see him when he was sitting there? This man, okay, because yeah. we had a nice conversation on Sunday night after the show. He chews wrestling. Oh, okay, we all love we all love wrestling. Okay, no, he's we are crazy. It's it's fifty one percent of our lives. Okay, this guy he's he's eating it and chewing it and tasting it and and then eventually swallows it. Uh, but he he knows. I mean, he's obsessed. The he, the, the gun of the cinch. No, he's 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 <laughs> dude. When I go to random pay per views where I'm working, you know. I just look over and he's sitting by himself. Oh, he's, he's emotional galore about wrestling. 
Yeah. I mean, listen, he does it. And he's completely committed to both companies. He's at he's at oh, every yeah. big oh, AW yeah. show. He's at every big WWE show. He's just there for it. I respect um, it, obviously. I, I well, live in the dream. Speaking of AEW, we'd be remiss to not point out that the weekend Cody had, and you can listen to Shoemaker's interview with Cody Rhodes on the Ringer Wrestling feed, could not have gone any better. I, I just, I think it absolutely was when he came out on night one at WrestleMania, and we heard that reaction. To me, at that moment, I said, no matter what happens with Cody's run in WWE right now, it was worth it for him. Yeah. The whole thing paid off. He gave an, uh, he had an amazing promo on Monday, and he talked about his quest to win the WWE title, or I guess it essentially would be really, kind of would be the universal title the at this undisputed point. undisputed WWE universal yeah, or or it's confusing to say which title it would be. I guess the undisputed would be the safest one because that would cover all bases. But <laughs> because the titles now switched lineage in a weird way, right? You can't really the universal titles new, and the WWE championship is the old one. So there's really no WCW championship anymore that exists. That lineage basically died. Right. So, but this would be the original WWF. Also, did you guys notice when he talked about the original title? Did you hear how bad the boos were when he mentioned Hulk Hogan? Yeah, of course yeah. I noticed that. That was... I know, but he. But here's the thing: he played he the way he said Hulk Hogan. There was no way that it wasn't going to be a boo. Like really? They, yeah, I felt like it hit. Like he was like he like wanted the crowd. Oh, because to boo, because he was did. telling the story of he was yeah. he didn't he didn't he said to his dad, "Wait, you have a belt like Hulk Hogan?" Like it was sort of it was sort of as a yeah. kid accidentally insulting his father relative to Hulk Hogan. So exactly. I hear what you're saying, but I still was surprised about the immediate, but immediate booze. They wouldn't yeah. have booed if they said Stone Cold Steve Austin. If he said no, Stone Cold that's what Steve I'm saying. No, nope. yeah, no, they wouldn't have. But booed. still, like, I don't know. But that was no, a I hear, what, I hear sure. what you're saying, but it stood out. It's a so it, that oh, promo. Yeah. He in that promo, though, where he talks about winning the title again. It's a great story for wrestling. The reality is, though, he doesn't need the title. The reality is once he walked down that ramp at WrestleMania, Cody Rhodes won. When he decided to leave six years ago, that was, to me, the winning moment for Cody. I I, I disagree a little bit. Just a little bit. You say when he walked down the ramp was the winning moment. I think when the crowd heard his voice and it was, you know, wrestling has more than one royal family. Before we got any colors, any music, any titantron or anything, and the crowd erupted at just the sound of his voice. Mm. based on music that he had used completely outside of WWE, that mm. was the winning moment. And that showed that, hey, I got to stand corrected and that a lot more people than I gave credit to was paying attention to what was going on in AEW because they recognized and appreciated his presentation that came completely from AEW. And, and, by the, and, and, I, and in that note, I, and in that vein, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll let you jump in. In that vein... To me, it was a critical moment for WWE to realize the ways that AEW can benefit them as a company. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're competing for eyeballs. All of those things are true, but let's be realistic. No matter how successful AEW gets, they're not going to really compete with WWE overall for dollars. So you don't essentially truly have to view them as absolute competition because you're Walt Disney. There is no real financial competition. So what you can use them as is a feeder company 
that will yeah. take someone. <laughs> yep. Cody Rhodes was a mid-carder who they were okay losing, and he left, and he came back a star. And Dip, if he had left and went indie, went to New Japan, well, he or did those even things. had if he stayed, stayed there. Or even if he had stayed in WWE, no version was going to turn out in 2022 the way it did without him going to a real, undeniably legit competitor on cable television. That's the only way to heat up. You know what I'm saying? I do. I, I feel like here's what I'll say about the Cody Cody of it all. I thought that it was probably the most emotional moment of the weekend. Is I'm not saying like crying. I'm just saying as far as emotions running wild in that stadium, it was probably the biggest moment, in my opinion, of, of the weekend. I mean, we've seen a lot of the other stuff before. The, the Austin thing was incredible, and we popped and went crazy. The Triple H thing was great. The Undertaker music was great. But when Cody came down that ramp, and then when he hit those those jabs and that elbow, the crowd went crazy. I mean, look, we all looked at each other like, oh, my God, there's something going on. This <laughs> is something. And uh, I really believe it truly was. Here's the other thing. Based on the promo that he cut last night, or on Monday night, there is no question, and if, if this is not the case, I'd be very surprised, but to me, after that promo, there is, it's, it's not debatable that he will be in the main event picture. They're not going to have him talk about winning the title and then get nowhere near the title quickly. I agree. The, yeah. the, the few, the, I see the, few, the, the next few months playing out. Cody Rhodes wins money in the bank in May. He gets a title shot at SummerSlam and potentially takes the belt at SummerSlam. I think they're going to shoot it to the moon really quickly. He may lose once in between, but I feel like he's going to probably win the championship at SummerSlam. Wait, hold that's, on. That, if, yeah. it's, if, it's, if it's unified still. I don't think, think it'll still be unified. I think he doesn't take it off Roman. I think he takes okay. it off whoever is the whoever other else, champion. Whoever else. Whoever. Who is probably either Seth Rollins or Drew McIntyre or someone like that. Um, but I don't think that he takes it off of Roman. I was going to say, I don't, yeah. I, 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 it's, it's, it's getting hard to picture who Anyone. that could be. And we'll talk I, about that in a minute. I but, agree but, with you Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like there's, I was going back and forth thinking maybe it's Austin Theory who clearly has a rocket strapped to his back who wins money in the bank or will it be Cody? And, uh, you know, I, I, at the end of the day, after Monday, it's Cody. Cody's going to win money in the bank. And by the way, it's going to be a huge pop when he does that too. It'll be the first big moment for him, you know, post his Mania debut. And uh, I think he's going to be in the main event picture. And you could say whatever you want about Cody Rhodes and about AEW and whatever, whatever the case may be. Some people hate on him. Some people love him. WWE was in desperate need of a new main event star. And they now have one in Cody Rhodes. It feels that way. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He's definitely in the main event. If if for nothing else, uh, just because he said they gave him a bus to get back and forth between home and shows, and they're not they're not busting him in to chase the twenty four seven championship. No disrespect uh, to you. None taken. None taken. But uh, taken. they're not busting him in to do the twenty four seven. He's going, uh, he's now, going I, for the big belt. I would like to give everyone a little bit of behind the scenes gossip here, which I can do. Not gossip because it's about me. So it's not it's actually the opposite of gossip. A behind the scenes story. Um, after the Cody of it all, I went backstage and was standing around uh, watching as he came out and was doing his initial interviews and stuff. And I saw Brandy Rhodes. <laughs> 
And if everyone remembers or doesn't remember, I was, we were, but specifically me was very critical of that brandy. I was also very critical. No, you were also very critical. You, 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 you. You absolutely did. We were very critical on this program um of brandy's promo in which she said um heifer <laughs> a lot of yeah. jokes about about her saying heifer uh, we had a whole conversation about code switching i never i do not recall in any way being like you know disrespectful or nasty about it and i didn't um i didn't condemn her for code switching. In fact, I talked about on the podcast how I code switch every day. Like, but we but we were critical of it seeming sort of like a bad fit or unnatural, whatever. I then saw later that she said something on both Twitter, I believe, and on Renee's podcast about like a wrestling person who a white guy in wrestling who had said something, blah, blah, blah. And it just seemed very clear it was about me. And so when I saw her, I was like, I do not want to have heat with her because I don't feel that way and I certainly don't want to have heat with Cody either so I just beeline for her and was like Brandy I I don't know if you remember me saying some things about your promo a while back she was like yes I do (laughs) I said well I don't know if you ever heard it I was like my guess was you probably heard about it didn't hear it directly but I just want to be clear nothing but nothing but respect for you I was critical but I did not judge you for what you did. I just wasn't, I was just critical of what the promo was. I was like, but love what you guys have done. Really enjoyed the recent, that recent promo that you had with Lambert. Um, Big fan of you and Cody, really glad you're back and just wanted to express that. And she was coup de la. She was awesome. And we had a very funny conversation about how she's such a heel when she gets through the ropes. Because when you see her, she is such a baby face in real life. Like she is so approachable and nice and, you know, affable. And, and I was like, I don't know what it is. She's like, when I go through the ropes, I was like, you just become a bad guy. Like you are, that is kind of who just who you are. I was like, but it's not true of it. Anyway, so I just wanted to give the, the listeners a little inside scoop. I was happy because I, I, I felt uncomfortable about it because I was sincerely so happy that they're here. I would hate that either of them think I'm not happy that they're here because I think it's a huge win and I love the entire story. You know, I I remember one of my first great WrestleMania moments and I told Brandy this was when Mark Henry invited me to the after party like eight years ago. Watching Cody and Rey Mysterio after their match that night talk through it. Dip, you probably remember me telling you it was like the coolest thing I'd ever seen was like. Ray and Cody spent all night talking about their match. It was the one over the mask, the Dash and Cody Rhodes thing. And um, yeah, I have a lot of great. And Cody gave us a great interview on this show when I wasn't with WWE and AEW was launching. Cody gave us like an hour, you know, so I, I'm I'm super appreciative of them. And, and, and that moment, God, it was such a full circle moment for anyone who loves wrestling to think about all the things that Dusty went through. The polka dots, you know. The, the naming of Virgil, mm-hmm. all the stories, Akeem, the African dream, all the stories we've heard of the poking at Dusty that exists, his boy got the ultimate respect at WrestleMania this weekend. And I thought it was pretty damn cool. There's no question about that. There's no question. I mean, there was a lot of moments, man. I mean, look, can, we, can we give, can we give, 
Can we give Pat McAfee his flowers? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, McAfee was beginning to end. He he wrestled. He looked fantastic in the ring. He didn't have I didn't notice him mess up anything like he really he was really crisp, man. He was they were saying he, he, he wasn't expecting the stunner and he took it. I don't believe that. They were saying that. I don't believe I don't, that. Why not? Why not? Austin gives you that look. You know what that look means. That is um, that is a real so, thing, SGG. Um, you I know, know Byron Saxon wasn't expecting his. He got the look. He got the look that said, hey, kid, you ready? And he <laughs> took the look and got in the ring. Yeah. Like, and, and by the way, let's just give it up to Austin Theory for one of the best stunner takes of all time. Listen, I mean, certainly the best one of the weekend. Theory's He's such a star. Theory was so he was great all weekend. Theory was a star this weekend. You know, he's a star. Here's my question what? though: What was the what was the purpose? The purpose of McAfee beating Theory was to set up the match with Vince right after. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So that was for sure. The, it was one big schmazol to just get to that was, moment. It was okay, but yeah, my, here's yeah. my but here's my but but here's why I disagree. Okay. If it was just going to be a big schmazol to get to the moment, they could have had Vince interrupt the match, start beating the hell out of McAfee. Bell rings. It's a DQ. They're beating him down. And then Austin shows up. You don't well, need McAfee to have to show off his whole, his prowess as a, as a celebrity in ring performer. <laughs> yeah, I know. I guess I, I guess I just wonder. I, I guess I just wonder why they went with the win. He gets a win and a loss at WrestleMania. It's just interesting. It was just a unique way of doing it and we had two matches this weekend that were essentially unadvertised and i'm still yeah. a little perplexed why the austin match wasn't advertised i will say this i have no idea what the logic behind that was i truly feel that as great as mania was it would have been an even bigger cultural deal if it was advertised as steve austin is wrestling again i think they didn't Guys. do it because how how do you say how do you advertise right Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, winner take all, champion versus champion, title unification match as the biggest WrestleMania match ever. When you have the greatest of all time, Stone Cold Steve Austin, ending his retirement to face whoever it is. That you know what I mean? You can't you can't advertise one nah. of the biggest match ever when a Stone Cold return match that was a is gimmick. also huge. Of course it yeah. was a gimmick. Of course well, it was not? marketing. But why not? Why can't they but have both? But you can't I mean, go against your own marketing. But you still are. That's theoretical it's, thinking. That's not. Yeah, because that, that, yeah, that thinking that you're, you're still talking about reading into it. Like you still could argue that they did that. They still had Steve Austin on Saturday competing with the sh match on Sunday. I, I, I don't think. Let me put it this way. If Steve Austin was promoted with a match with Kevin Owens I would have been very excited about it a little bit more excited than I was as it as it turned out but I still wouldn't have thought like oh maybe that's the real main event I would have thought no. Roman versus Brock is the main event everyone knows that's the main I just feel like it was dip I just I don't know like it, it seems like an opportunity lost I feel like from a mainstream coverage standpoint if Austin does it I would have sent him on the late night circuit the week before like he could have done so much I think it was probably on Austin that that you think so. That, that That's what I was happen. maybe thinking. I do, I do because I you know I suspect that Stone Cold Steve Austin did not isn't fully fully confident that he could have the whole match. I mean there was a lot of moves that he didn't do. He didn't do the Luthez press. He didn't do a lot of stuff where maybe his knees would have hit the the, the ground. He did take a couple of big bumps. Obviously he took a, um, several suplexes outside the ring. 
That was but crazy. He didn't, he didn't do as much as he always does, and I, he probably didn't want to advertise it as a match because he couldn't work up to his – he knew he wasn't going to be able to work up until his, you know, to his full potential. And that's my guess as to why it wasn't advertised as a real match. They probably wanted to, and that was the intention at the beginning of you know, contacting him for this. But I bet it was on him that that didn't happen. I also didn't love the fact that it went all the way around the arena. I don't know. I hate when a match goes up to the top of the ramp. But it, but that but, but that suplex on the ramp was so mage. Yeah, it was great. It, it was the whole it, the whole. It, let me, what are we complaining about? His art. He looked insane. He looked as about as classic Austin as he could because I, I told you he wasn't going to wrestle with his shirt. Did. Off. I predicted <laughs> that. But but have, having him have the classic Austin three sixteen shirt made oh, yeah. the visual made the visual that much better. And uh, it was a beautiful thing. We are very lucky to have been there and, and, and experienced that. Do I, I think I wanna, it's going to be the final time we see Austin in a ring? Nope. Next year is in L.A. He he spends fifty percent of the year in L.A. You know. Well, so. how about how about a how about Saudi Arabia? Right. Yeah. So I you know Saudi Arabia as, as, as Sam this- as Sam I, I got to give Sam credit. Sam and I talked about it. Uh, yeah. As Sam said, you know, hey, he'll be the Riyadh rattlesnake <laughs> because <laughs> because that could be forty million dollars. I mean, let's just be yeah. realistic. Yeah. That could be yeah. legitimately thirty or forty million for him to take one flight over there. And let's be realistic. He could put on a better show than a lot of people have in Saudi Arabia. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that much is clear. I'm not going to call no names. <laughs> now, let's play one of my favorite moments from the weekend, which is um, when I got back from WrestleMania, I was in the airport, and uh, Natalie got on the uh, FaceTime with her dad. And this is the conversation she was having. That's her speaking in Hebrew about Stone Cold Steve Austin hitting the stunner. And she said to her dad, do you remember the stunner? You remember the stunner? And in Hebrew, he said, of course, of course I remember the stunner. And I just thought it was absolutely hilarious and adorable. She was so into everything this weekend. The pictures that she's taking, that she's showing us are like insane. And she's not even happy with her pictures because she didn't bring her good camera. Hmm. The The shot she took of me and Rick Rubin was truly something. Yeah, it was a photo shoot. Oh, no, sorry. A gorgeous. I need the ones that. That are in uh, the ones that are in her camera of us in the ring. Um, I haven't seen yet. Oh yeah, she well she's editing today. I know she's starting to go through photos today. She sent me. She just sent me one earlier. Um, but I saw uh, the ones of you guys in the ring. They're fantastic, actually. They're like profile pic material, a thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. New I profile need a new one. So so definitely um, props to Pat McAfee. Also took the second best stunner of the weekend after Austin Theory. Um, although Byron's was great on night one also. Um, McAfee's match, though, in general, like just really entertaining. Vince, I mean, it didn't even matter that it was the worst stunner ever taken. It, it, yeah, it's, no. it actually made it, it better, honestly, because if Vince Vince has never taken a stunner well, so if all of a sudden he just he just has an all-time great stunner. It would have been – well, it's impossible. Yeah, it's, the it's, it's fact it's, is it's impossible. And And Austin laughing afterwards was so good. When I saw Steve, uh, he was so focused on Saturday. He backstage was just, I saw him early in the day and he was talkative and, and, and really friendly. We had a nice chat about his uh, delightful lager that he has. Um, I need to order some of his beer, by the way. It's, it's fantastic. I tried it. You know, I tried it. It's, it's excellent. It's very drinkable. It tastes like, um, like a light, delicious beer. That's just, you can, you know, have, you can go and go with it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 it's I'm, great. I'm, You'll love it. I'm you gonna like order some beer, of the so. 
Yeah, I'm gonna order the lager, not the IPA. Um, but he he was chatting chatting everyone up and 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 very casual. But then as the day went on, you he and he changed into his gear. And when I saw him in the in the jorts and the braces and the 316 backstage, I I popped so big. I went up to him and I said, I've never been more excited to see knee braces in my entire life. And <laughs> he went out there and was just awesome. And I thought I wasn't going to be into him using the um, ATV. I ended up enjoying the ATV. And then guess what? The next day, we ended up getting the regular walk down the aisle because I didn't want the ATV because I love the way he walks down the aisle. But we got both. Night two, we got him walking <laughs> down the aisle. True. And That's the surprise of night two was even better. Was night two Austin better than night one? Yes. Okay. For it was, sure. It's close, of the surprise. Man. It's close. Night two Austin was really like classic Austin. But night one Austin gave us the match, though. I, the whole thing was great. I mean, yeah. it was very special. Was I got to tell you, I was I, the, the, the one thing that hurt this weekend for me was, I, I for whatever reason, things were going so well. There was so much happening that I started to believe we were going to see The Rock. Mm-hmm. I really started to believe we're going to hear if you smell at the end of this match somehow, some when way. I when the I saw the Rock's Rock mom Roman. in the audience on the screen, I thought that he was there. Yeah, I just like, I, I I just felt like this has already been so big. They're really pulling out all the stops. I mean, by the way, speaking of which, props to the Jackass match, which was so entertaining. Um, Yo, we man, we man, body slam and Sammy was that was his Hogan Andre moment. It was yo, know, I for sure. By the way, I <laughs> I, I watched that like ten times. You, you got to see Sammy, like the, Sammy, Sammy gets into his arms in a way that's so slick to make He's it a happen. Performer. He yeah. takes his he takes like his left arm and kind of wraps it around Wee Man's head. So all Wee Man has to do is sort of lift his shoulder up, and Sammy was up already. Like yeah. he just, yeah. Sammy just set him up completely, and then the it slam looked, looked so good. It's so it looked flo- so like Wee Man tucked his neck and his no, perfect. it looked it just looked awesome. Like so that every stop they pulled out this weekend just seemed great. Triple H was a nice surprise on Sunday that I wasn't expecting. Everything was going that way, so I just thought, man, they're crushing it. L.A. next year, Brock, it looks like Brock's going to lose, so it only makes sense that Roman has the stare down with The Rock at the end. I swore, and then I saw a car backstage close to when the match was starting. I saw, like, this big white escalator or something, and I was like, oh, that's it. The <laughs> and I waited, and I, I, I went out there at the end to watch with you guys because I wanted to be near Natalie if it happened, and I, it it. It just didn't happen. Now, that being said, I really, really enjoyed Brock Roman. But my question for you, I'll start with you, Dip. Was Brock Roman good enough for the billing that it had going into WrestleMania? No. I mean, look, if it was a match I had never seen before, then it may perhaps... Um, I'm not saying it was a bad match. I thought it was a really entertaining match, and it is what it is. And like at the beginning of the night, because I had really wanted Brock to win, and I thought he was going to win. And then you know, you just succumb to the fact that they just do not know what how to take the belt off Roman, or have no intention of doing so, which is whatever. But um, 
I thought that the match was just a regular match and it was a, you know, well-produced match and I enjoyed it and I have nothing, be- you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a moment in my opinion. Um, how many times can we see Roman Reigns have his, you know, arm raised? It's all good, you know, but if, if I were ranking the top 10 moments of the weekend, it wouldn't have been in the top 10. Top um, 10, it wouldn't have made. Wow. wow. I mean, how many times? I mean, we've seen it. I mean, it's, it, is, we, it is what it is. There was no big surprise after The Rock didn't come out. There was no angle that was done well, in, in, the, in the ring with nothing with Heyman really in a real way. And nothing I'll say like this. with the Usos. So it's like, eh. I'll say Bad. this. He beat him clean. I, I'll say this. It, it's not. Becky Bianca was a better moment. Uh, the McAfee match was a better moment. I thought, yeah. honestly, I popped bigger for the Logan Paul Three Amigos and Frog Splash. I thought that yeah. was awesome. I was yeah, like, we didn't, so, we didn't spend enough time talking about how Logan Paul is, <laughs> yo, is it, just made. For he's made pro for wrestling. This. Yeah, he's he's. And he, by the way, Jake was on the kickoff show. So is he. Like yeah. the two of them could be a four. If WWE could afford them, the two of them are a force. But to Dip's point, when I do run through the things that have been replaying in my mind the most. I will say, SGG, the Brock Roman thing is not replaying in my mind over and over again. It was good. It was good. I really enjoyed it at the time, but I'm not thinking about it much afterwards. I think you get. I, I think you get the Paul brothers next year as a tag team in, in oh, Hollywood. Yeah. If <laughs> again, if 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 they come up with the bag, because they're going to demand a bag, so they'll get I a mean, bag. People yeah, are getting bags. Throw in the bag. Uh, There's yeah, bags. There's a bag. Yeah. You know how big? But you know how big their bags are? Paper or plastic? <laughs> oh, they're paper view bags. Um, but SUG, your thoughts on the Brock Roman? So, in terms of the billing, I think that in totality, it did deserve the billing. But they were they were better matches. But when you think about just like Roman at the end, with his arms stretched out, just looking like a god, and a title belt in each in each hand, that's what that's what that billing was for, right? It wasn't for them to give us a, a five-star classic. It was for the moment when Brock takes his gloves off without any provocation and the look on Roman's face of thinking, what the hell have I gotten myself into? It was for that spear in the barricade. It was for Brock literally almost ripping Roman's arm off in the Kimura. That's what they were, That's what that billing was for. And those are the moments I'm going to remember. Now, there are other matches that realistically I am going to think fondly of, like that Logan Paul match just blew my mind with how the boy never lost sight of the hard camera, no matter what he was doing. You know, there was a moment he he looked at the camera and said, watch this, and then hit just a clean three amigos, climbed to the top rope, hit, hit a nice shimmy with a frog splash, like Logan Paul does this. But I think that with Roman and Brock, the, the moments, they had moments. The match itself, it wasn't better than some of their previous matches. But there were moments in that match that are going to like really stick out in my mind. It was a good match. It was. It was a really good match. Um, we got so many other somethings this, this weekend, including... Yeah. Well, there's, Go ahead. There's What's some things, something you want to talk about? galore. I mean, name the other somethings. Um, you know... Bianca the, was the something. New, Bianca's winning was something. That was... I'm talking about... I'm talking about angles. We have Edge. Oh, yeah. We have Evil Edge is one of my favorite things going on yeah, in wrestling sure. right now. And now we have... We have a an accomplice in his evilness, in Damian Priest, who was you know floundering in my opinion as a character. It wasn't quite working, and now um, Damian Priest with Edge, 
And uh, the rumor has it the the Liv Morgan Rhea Ripley breakup um, was so that Rhea Ripley could be the third member of that stable, which would be Uber Mage and uh, unstoppable an unstoppable force, in my opinion. Yo, so I'm glad thank you for giving priest. Th- thank you for giving us something with Edge with Evil Edge. I thought it was Mage. Yeah, you also, I, yeah. Go ahead. Before you me. move on, I, I gotta say to Damian Priest. It feels like just being next to Edge elevated him so much because in that yep. promo on Monday, the crowd tried to hijack it, and he just looked at Edge and goes, "Can you believe that there was a point where that would have bothered me?" Just laughed. Yeah, that was good. That was a good laugh. <laughs> flawless, and he just kept it kept it moving. But go ahead. Um, what, what were the other some things that you found this I, weekend? I mean, MVP is perhaps the MVP of Raw. For sure, oh yeah. The I, I loved seeing him give the big boot in the corner and the and the the elbows and the punches. It's it's amazing to see MVP get physical again in the ring after after a tough injury and um, frankly a speedier recovery than I thought. He is just so mage, and him with Omos is exactly what Omos needed. And uh, it's I it's ho- I'm honest, hoping- it's it saved the weekend for Tim for me. It saved it saved the Lashley Omos match to me. Because I did not understand. I, I was like, wait a second. Lashley comes out, no mention of MVP at all. And then Omos loses his first big moment, like his WrestleMania so- singles debut. Just to, why? In the moment. This is what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking why? Lashley would be fine without the win. He doesn't even need it. And why not have MVP? Are they just going to make us forget that MVP and Bobby Lashley know each other? Like, why wasn't MVP there? So I'm having all these concerns. I'm number one worried MVP is going to be completely out now. Yeah. I'm also worried Omos, the writing's on the wall for the end for Omos, because you build him up for a year and a half to have him completely just job to to Lashley. I'm worried he's finished too. And then I'm like, and what are they going to do with Lashley? Because let's be honest, babyface Lashley has never worked in the way this most recent almighty heel Lashley worked. You know, like it makes me think of 06, 07, 08, where Babyface Lashley wasn't exactly over. So I'm scared for all three of these guys. And then MVP knocks out Bobby Lashley, says, you think you can do it without me? Okay, great. Boom. We get an explanation of MVP, why he wasn't there at WrestleMania. Now Omos has purpose because he's being directed by MVP. And all of a sudden, he goes from a guy who lost his match and will have no meaning to now maybe he'll have more meaning than ever as he can become a monster for MVP. Yeah. And Lashley will now have a legitimate underdog story up against a giant and his former manager who, t- who turned on him. So they all three got made on Monday night. It was well, well done. Well said. You should think yeah, yeah. about maybe doing some of the kickoff shows. <laughs> 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 oh, so no, you're right, though. That was something. And and I totally agree about Damian Priest. Absolutely something. And you know, we thank for that edge. That is 1000% edge just being like, hey, I want to do matches with all the good wrestlers and the people I like. I want to get them over like that's yeah. what I'm doing. Because, dude, can you imagine a world in recent years where someone of the level of Damian Priest gets a look like that at WrestleMania? That's He's a big yeah. That's a big look. Big. Speaking of big looks, uh, Gable Stevenson got a big look as well. Yeah, two. They, they made sure to introduce him 
on both nights of WrestleMania. I'm going to tell you something. Like tell you crowd. something about Gable Stevenson right now. The setup, the build that they have for this guy to debut, he is going to be. It is going to be one of the most high pressure starts to a career that I can ever recall. What are they going to do with him? It, it's not clear what they're going to do with him. Is he going to be? He's definitely be babyface. Is it going to be him and someone else versus Alpha Academy? Is it going to be him just squashing people for a few weeks? What is the route that they take with Gable Stevenson? My guess is that they just try to put him over as a mid-card babyface and see how it goes. That's my guess. Yeah. So that is going to happen. It's not going to work. No. And he's going to be a heel. <laughs> That's the only, I mean. He should have he been Heel works Academy. harder than babyface work. So Say it. I don't know. Yeah. Heel work is harder than babyface work to get over. So we'll Depending see. Depending on who it is. Depending who it is. Like, I feel Go like ahead, he's SGG. a guy that people will happily boo and he would soak it in. I remind you of the conversation we just had about Brandy Rhodes. You look at Brandy Rhodes, this beautiful, charismatic woman, and go, oh, well, she's obviously a baby face. And then she gets in the ring, and that's just not how it feels. Gable Stevenson, American hero. When I see that dude standing in the ring, I do not see a baby face. No. I, 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 I see, I see like a gimmick of holier than thou, uh, I, Kurt Angle. I just, yeah. I, he, he's yeah. heel Angle. That's there's, it's the only way to, don't I don't think, cause it's interesting dip. You say it's, it's harder to get over a baby face. I mean, a heel, but, but the thing is there's a certain level of charisma needed for being a likable baby face that if you just don't have enough of it i don't think you can do anything to get it and i'm not sure about gable i don't know yet if he has that what we know he has is the athletic prowess and he's a big dude and he has those gold medals so he's got plenty i just don't know that he has baby face charisma i think we will I, see him as a heel in short order and that's why I do he not, should have been I, aligned with alpha academy i think instead of I, I going against Alpha. Academy, I agree. But, you know, I don't see already. what they do with him yet. I don't. I'm not into it yet. I'll tell you that right now. I do not see it yet. Haven't heard him really speak a lick of, of anything other than like a tiny bit this weekend. So let's see what he does. Let's see what happens. I think this is um, the last we see of Ronda for a while in the ring. I also think this is probably the Your last we see. Ears. I think this is the last we see of Pat McAfee in the ring for a while. I think a lot of people like our will go away after this weekend, which is fine. Um, but why uh, do you think that about Ronda? Mm, I think this is they, they brought her back for this mania run. And that was that you just think that, though. Mm, I th just think that I know nothing. Um, but that's that's, uh, that's my hunch. Well, listen, yeah, I'm just glad, to, especially if that's the case. I am so glad she lost. Yeah. I, I, so, I mean, they absolutely Charlotte absolutely should have been presented as a good guy going into that match. Well, but that's that wasn't going to happen. No. Anyway, I think we're going to get a lot more debuts on Friday. We saw Veer debut. Going to say it right off the bat. That ain't going to work. And uh, the new Elias character that unless he comes out with something really interesting next week or like there's a little bit more to him. Than just like then just looking oddly naked on television, yeah. then looking oddly naked. I, that's not going to work either. So, um, but we did get we got Veer. He he was coming and it you know he came and went, and uh, we'll see what <laughs> we'll see what 
We'll see what happens with Veer. I, I by the way, the presentation looks awesome. I like his music. I like it tough, all. But tough, um, tough weekend. His, for the his music seems somewhat baby face, baby facey to me. Well, by the way, by the way, he seems somewhat baby facey. He's not. He's he's an evil man. Very evil. <laughs> no, he's he's <laughs> he's handsome. He's kind of funny on social media. Like I, he's Veer. Yeah, is Veer funny on social media? That's what I've been told. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been told he's a pretty likable guy, um, and that this is not necessarily the way to go with him. That he, uh, I've heard basically he's the opposite of Gable. He should be a good guy. He has so the funny. charisma. He has <laughs> the looks. I'm in I'm in the hotel lobby and and uh, and I, I was waiting story. for my I was waiting for my flight and like you know every all the all the marks are waiting for all the wrestlers um, outside and and by and by that you mean yourself? Yeah, I don't know. That. I remember that and. Um, I go uh, to like sit down in the lobby and I see them all walking out and the last two to walk out are Veer and Riddle <laughs> and Riddle walks out like 10 steps ahead of Veer and there's a huge crowd of marks and he looks at the whole crowd and he goes, he's coming, bro. He's coming. Look at him. He's coming, bro. And then Veer walks out and just like ignores everybody and <laughs> it's a moment. It was a moment. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm looking Riddle, at, at Veer's, I'm looking at Veer's uh, social media. He's like a great guy. He seems guy. like a great guy. Really? Wow. You're going to have to erase well, the that. Beard, I, the if, beard of the millennium. Yeah, it's a beautiful beard. Beautiful beard. Um, um, so we'll can see we what talk happens. About, can we talk about WrestleCon? And when can we talk about WrestleCon? Oh, yeah. You had a big moment. Go ahead. <laughs> I had a big WrestleCon in general. I had a lot sure of moments. Go ahead. Take us uh, through it. I want, I want to announce to the GP universe that um, I, in fact, met the Barbarian. Wow. There were there were a group of uh, of marks who caught the moment who who I don't have the video. Uh, there was definitely a couple. There was people in back of me taking a video and popping for the entire moment. Um, I will tell you that Barbarian's hand that I shook a couple of times is definitely the bones in his hand are definitely not in alignment. <laughs> there's, there's definitely oh. something going on with the Barbarian's hand. Okay, the, these for, are things first, we should think about. A hundred percent. It's Garganch. They were in full gimmick. They're great guys. I also um, had the opportunity. By the way, I, I don't have Twitter. So, Peter, I do have Instagram. I just felt a little funny about posting it on my own Instagram. Uh, SGG and, and Rosenberg, please feel free to post the picture of me and, and, and the powers of pain on your Twitter. I will send it to you um, so that the GP universe can see the moment, uh, the, the grin on my well, face. By the way, my you should post it on your Instagram. It'll get the engagement of the cinch. Okay. Okay. Maybe I will. Um, uh, Scott Ratner and I also met the, uh, the, the force known as demolition. Wow. Ooh. Um, which the I had never met. Demo- I had never met demolition. I, uh, they, they handed me their masks, their entrance masks, which I popped for the heavy masks of the sench. And, uh, I got to tell you, I had a whole conversation with, uh, the guy, the guy, but I had a conversation with the, the powers of pain handler. And the demolition handler. And uh, there might be something going on. I feel like you're I feel like you're using the term handler to describe someone who we just know as Mr. Fuji. <laughs> He's unfortunately not with us any, any longer. But so I walk up to I walk up to the guy uh, um, who, who handles Axe and Smash. And I said, you know what? what you know, I, I may want to have a, a, a party at Dipper Lago with with uh, demolition and the powers of pain. I was wearing the Powers of Pain shirt, by the way, that I got from Ted. They popped galore. 
they pop, they popped a thousand percent. Oh, he's wearing. Oh, look at the t-shirt he's wearing. That was like a, my Vince impression of the warlord. So, um, <laughs> so I said to the guy that was handling, he go, he goes, uh, uh, why don't you just talk to Bill directly? So Axe gets up, this gigantic older man with with silver and black paint all over his face, and uh, he and I may or may not have worked out a deal for uh, a potential. Ooh. So you're saying you're saying next year there could be. A Dipper Lago WrestleMania party featuring Demolition? I Look, I can't promise anything, but I will say it's affordable. <laughs> you can get it done. I think, that's, I think you just promised. I also can negotiate a better price. I will tell you the second <laughs> biggest... The second biggest moment for me was that there was a guy, of course, selling LJNs and all this mage stuff, all this, all this old stuff, and I finally found myself... A beautiful, stunning, near mint, big boss man, LJN with the nightstick in mint adjacent-esque condition, okay, which is, by the way, very rare. Usually you have the paint falling off of his, his, his sunglasses, and the nightstick is nowhere to be found, and they look like ish. I will tell you right now, it's, I bought it. It is the most beautiful. I negotiated a little bit for a nice low price, and I have a beautiful uh, new big boss man. So the only one I am missing, I said to the guy... I'm blanking on the name of their their collectible company, or else I would shout them out. But I will uh, I will tell you. So I walk up to the guy. I said, "Let me ask you a question. Do you have a Haku?" And he goes, uh, "I just sold it." I said, "You sold it to who?" And he goes, "To Colt Cabana." Oh. Uh. <laughs> I said, "You sold the Haku to Colt Cabana for how much?" He says, "150 bucks." I said, "You got to be. Are you a moron? You sold a Haku for 150 bucks? You would have given that, him three. first of all." For those of you who know, that all of his stuff was in mint condition. It's about $1,200. That's a $1,200 uh, situation on. right there. I swear. It's the, it's the second rarest one besides the Sergeant Slaughter Malloway, which I own. And he goes, well, he brought a couple of people over there, uh, over to you know buy some other stuff. I said, listen, I got to tell you, you're an idiot. A 150 Unbelievable. 150 I got news for you. There's a word for that guy. It starts with an M and it ends with a K, and that is exactly what is going on here. Because that's crazy. I, he was a schmageggy, this guy. But uh, by the way, he sold me a nice big boss man, a great guy. <laughs> good. But he, he good thing you didn't shout out him or his he, collectible company. <laughs> so, so he says. So, so he goes. Why don't you go talk to Colt Cabana? He's standing right over there. I said, I'm not talking to Colt Cabana and and, and negotiating for his his recent hot Cooper LJN purchase. What, what do you think this is? And he goes, uh, I'm sorry, then I'm so sorry. Can you should have just went Colt up right to Colt Cabana. Said, hey. You should have said hot hey. I mean, um, not hot Cabana, and said, hey. You paid one fifty. I'll give you three hundred. Let's call it a day. Yeah, I, you'd, you'd be the proud new owner of the Haku. I saw a dude. I saw a dude who I think is a listener to the show, wearing a WrestleMania fourteen bootleg that is very high on my list of things I want. And I he I, I saw he was walking towards me. And I said, "Nice shirt." He was like, "Oh, thanks." I was like, "I'll give you five hundred bucks for it right now." And he was like, <laughs> you know, it's worth more than that. He said that. Yep. <laughs> and by the it way, and he got it from Ted. And all I and I thought, how did you get that from Ted? He said, Ted? And he said the only. Yeah. Ted wrestling. For, I'm talking about wrestling for sale. Oh, no. Oh, that's right. Wrestling for sale. Come, Ted. No, come you think on, you, you think, you know, people in this town. Yeah. I mean, listen, he's given Ted's given me every great shirt that I have, but I still need more. And that one, the Tyson one of it all. It's a cartoon picture of Tyson. It's gorge. Gorgeous. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you that. So oh, I'm wearing I, 14 right now. 
I'm wearing the real the 14. The only LJNs I'm missing from my collection now are Haku and the, the Blue Ref. Ref. The Blue Ref I can buy on eBay. If anyone has a Haku that they are willing to sell at a decent price, for please let me know. I don't even, whatever. Just something, if you're a listener and you're a fan and you want to complete my collection for you know a reasonable that story price, tells sitting me? in the basement. You know what that story tells me about uh, the, the Haku selling for 150 it speaks to the point that those prices you see on eBay are not actual prices because that guy deals with it and probably knows he won't actually get the 500 they get listed for. And between that and being a fan, he's just like, sure, 150 for Colt Cabana, no big deal. Oh, my God. He brought, other, he brought over other people. That was his explanation. It doesn't make a difference. It's insane. Colt Cabana is walking around with $150 hot coup. It's out, it's out of control. This is really <laughs> a disturbing... Well, Jew on Jew wrestling situation. <laughs> yeah. I'm very upset about the whole thing, to be honest with you. Keep me away from Cole Cabana. All right. Well, uh, we got to get out of here. So uh, black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. I'm blicking black, blacker than black, black. I'm blacker than black, yo, because I'm black, and I'm black. I should also make sure this week that we call it. The Shad Gaspard Black Power Rankings. The tribute to Shad was really beautiful. Very tough video to get through, but really well done. And um, as deserving a Warrior Award winner as there's ever been. Yeah. Um, SGG, who do you have for your Black Power Rankings this week? I was going to go Shad Gaspard, but I'm going to I'm gonna go with uh, the Black Wrestling Crew. Um <laughs> they had an interaction they, they, with, they, they did put on quite an appearance this weekend. Yeah, and they had a, they had an interaction with Dip that I thought was was made and hilarious that Dip Wait, who, who to did? Me. I'm sorry, I missed it what you said. You and you and Black Wrestling, you you walked up to one of them, and you said, uh, "Black Wrestling, I love the shirt." He said, "What's your size?" He said, "I'm a small." He said, "I only got mediums." He said, "Send it, I'll get it tailored." <laughs> 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 they popped big for that. Yeah. They were like, Taylor, they had never heard of getting a t-shirt tailored. I said, I, I get it. all my t-shirts tailored. I love it too. But yeah, I'm giving it to Black Wrestling. They came to Dallas and they held it down for themselves. Uh, Dip, what do you got? I got a, I, It's a three-way tie between Bobby Lashley, Omos, and MVP. <laughs> all, I, the all, angle all of the cinch. Yeah. Uh, by the all, way, Dip. Do you remember, Dip? You and I just had a conversation where you said to me, do you think any human man can suplex Omos? Yeah. You yeah. just said it. And guess what? Yeah. It happened. I got I to gotta tell you, all I ever ask for in this world is something. <laughs> and what Omos, MVP, and Lashley gave us this week was something. Yeah. So thank you. I will give honorable mentions to uh, Swerve Scott, who I saw. Oh, he's a great uh, guy. And to Chris Bay, who I had a combo with as well. And some other gentlemen that I met. I met some really cool indie wrestlers all weekend. But I will go with the obvious one that did not get mentioned. And that would, of course, be Bianca Belair, who is 2-0 at WrestleMania. She they 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 put on a bleeping clinic. And by the way... It's the Black Power rankings, but I'm still going to put Becky Lynch in parentheses for putting over Bianca the way that she did. She was awesome. They were both terrific. What a fantastic match that was. Um, probably the best wrestling match of the weekend. Yeah. 
You yeah. know, I would agree with that. I would agree actual with that. wrestling match. I think it got no better. What a beautiful KOD to end it. Awesome, awesome match in general. Congratulations to Bianca, Bianca Miller. Being two for two at WrestleMania. Both championship victories. Both classics. I think she has two WrestleMania matches that people are going to go back and rewatch for years to come. It's a great point. She really did. Last year was awesome, too. Everyone, we hope you enjoyed this recap of WrestleMania. I certainly did. We hope you'll also stay mage and enjoy yourselves this weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Definitely stay mage. Oh, and RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. Shout out to Troy, who held it down all weekend. He's just getting over being sick. Uh, shout out to Cassius, the entire Ringer crew, who held it down all week. What a group of great guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We had a great time. Wrestler in the history of the art form. Mage.